This podcast is brought to you by LMGPR, Silicon Valley PR that reaches the world. The right story, the right audience equals real business results. Learn more about how we can help you by visiting us at lmgpr.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. This podcast is brought to you by LMGPR, Silicon Valley PR that reaches the world. The right story, the right audience equals real business results. Learn more about how we can help you by visiting us at lmgpr.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and joining us today is Peter Kent. He is a best-selling author and the creator of an online crypto course called Crypto Clear. Welcome, Peter. Thank you, Juliette. Nice to be here. Yeah, we're very excited to have you on. You have such a breadth of knowledge, and you've been in the space for quite some time. Um, why don't you start us off with telling our listeners a little bit about your history and how you kind of came to where you are today? Well, um, I'm actually originally a, a geologist, but I've been working with uh, computers <laughs> since 1979. So uh, I've been in this space a very long time. I've been working online since 84, working on the Internet since 93. Um, I, I'm sort of a newcomer to, to cryptocurrency, but my background is essentially training and education. Um, you know, I'm a best-selling author of, of The Complete Idiot's Guide to the Internet in the 90s of SEO for dummies more recently, various dozens of books in between, some of which are bestsellers. Um, and so I've spent, I spent the last third of a century essentially taking complicated uh, technical issues and breaking them down into little bite-sized morsels that people can digest, that ordinary people can digest. And um, so a, a little while ago, I, I looked at cryptocurrency and I thought this is an ideal area because it's so confusing I, I, was, I was giving a presentation a couple of days ago, uh, well, I guess on Friday, and I had people in the audience who had bought Bitcoin, had bought other cryptocurrencies, but they really did not understand what they were doing. They didn't know what the blockchain was. Um, I mean, everybody's heard about the blockchain, but very few people really understand what it is. They didn't understand what a wallet was. They didn't understand um, you know, the importance of private keys and so on. So there's a lot of people in this space uh, sort of playing around. They're playing with fire to some degree because they don't understand what it is. And so that's my role. I, I feel my role is to is to break it all apart and explain it to people. Well, education is such an important part of, of any business, um, but especially in this space. Why do you feel like it's so confusing for people to, to grasp these concepts? I mean, everyone wants to just jump in and then they get there and they're like, crap, we, we didn't do any, yeah. any looking. You know, why is that? Yeah. Well, I think it's because, um, for a start, these are concepts that people don't deal with every day. That um, They're actually operating in the background, some of these concepts, like public key encryption. The modern internet wouldn't wouldn't operate without it. Without public key encryption, there's no Amazon, there's no online banking, there's no eBay, uh, you know, no, no, no e-commerce without public key encryption, but it's all hidden from you. Uh, all the technical browsers and the web servers handle it without you even really knowing what's going on. So when, when you see the lock in, in the uh, location bar of the browser, and now on Chrome it says secure, maybe it says HTTPS, you'll see that. Um, 
that's public key encryption at work, but nobody really understands it. They don't. They have no idea what's going on. But once you get into cryptocurrency, you really need to understand more because you can get yourself in trouble if you don't. I mean, with all these stories about people losing their money, it's because they don't understand how everything fits together. And then the other thing is, I think, um, you know, cryptocurrency is run by, um, with all due respect, geeks. And I'm a geek myself, but I, I think I'm a geek who, who can speak English as well, can explain concepts. But uh, it, it's, it's run by very technical people who have trouble explaining things. And so there's a lot of sort of misconceptions. Um, for instance, the wallet, you know, your Bitcoin wallet, it doesn't store Bitcoin. And yet it's called a wallet. What do you put in a wallet? You put money in a wallet. There's no <laughs> money in the Bitcoin wallet. It, mm -hmm. It's really that the wallet is really essentially an email program. It's a messaging program that sends information um, you know, from your computer into the blockchain. It's a messaging program, not a wallet, but we call it a wallet. So I think for these two reasons, there's a lot of confusion. It's a, it's a difficult thing to pick up. And I also think it's it's a little bit different for people to be entirely self-sufficient and accountable for their own things, right? As a society, we're, we're used to having infrastructure. We're used to having different uh, processes that are handled by specific people. And when it comes to something like blockchain or cryptocurrency, you are the person who is doing all the security, you're doing all the buying, you're doing all the holding. And I think a lot of people are not used to that kind of, uh, you know, responsibility. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's absolutely right. I mean, if you want to buy stocks, bonds, whatever, you go to Fidelity or Charles Schwab, you log in, you create an account, um, and essentially it's a point and click. You point at what you want and click, and everything's handled for you. And then, of course, the banking system in the United States and in a lot of different countries, but in the U U.S., we have uh, FDIC insurance. So put your money in a bank. If the bank goes bust, the government's going to... Uh, uh, going to bail you out, but that's not happening with cryptocurrency. You screw up, you lose your money. Um, mm -hmm. I have a friend. I have a friend who lost two million dollars, two million dollars worth wow. of Bitcoin. I mean, that that's you know for him certainly life changing. It's uh, a life changing income if he had the money. Um, if he knew what was in my course, he would still have that two million dollars. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You're on your own with cryptocurrency, so you better get it right. And and it's not that difficult. It's not yeah. that it's just that people are not they're not familiar with these concepts, but you can break it down into pieces and and train people to where they understand it. But you really have to get that understanding before you get in too deep. And uh, I don't know if you can divulge this, but what you know, where did he go wrong? You know, how did this gentleman lose two million dollars? Did he just get hacked? No, 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 no. I can explain it. And and a lot of these stories about people losing Bitcoin. Essentially, what happened is they were dabbling in Bitcoin early on when it wasn't worth anything. Now, there are people who are losing money. They bought it and it had value and uh, and they're losing money for similar reasons. But um, a lot of the stories we hear are people who bought Bitcoin um, in maybe 2012, let's say, when it really wasn't worth a lot of money. And then uh, 2017 came along. And of course, near the end of 2017, Bitcoin went crazy, went to $20,000. And so these people who bought it years ago are thinking, wow, where's my Bitcoin? <laughs> I need to see what <laughs> I've got. And um, by that point, they've kind of forgotten where it is. Or they've, in his case, uh, he had a small uh, web development business that he actually closed down. He sold off his computers and um, one of the computers had a wallet 
Now, I said there's no Bitcoin in the wallet. There, there is no Bitcoin in the wallet, but the wallet controls your private keys, which give you access to your Bitcoin. So um, he sold that computer and he had no access to his, his private keys, no access. I mean, the money's still in the blockchain, it's still sitting there. It's not lost. It hasn't gone anywhere. It's just you can't get to it. And um, so what he should have done, if he'd been managing all his data correctly, he would have had the information uh, he needed in order to get to his private keys. That would have been backed up. And I explain all this in the course. Um, you know, managing passwords, managing private keys, uh, backing up wallets, and so on. If he'd been working with his um, his data properly, he would have been able to. You know, when 2017 came along, he would have thought, "Oh, I need my private keys. I've got the information I need in my password management program," and he could have uh, he could have retrieved it. But he he wasn't he wasn't really paying attention, and and bang, there it goes. There's a guy in England. You may have heard the story. Can't remember his name, but um, the story is that accidentally a hard drive got thrown out. It ended up in a landfill. <laughs> at one point, it was something like $90 million worth of Bitcoin um, sitting in that landfill. And again, it's not really in the landfills. It's his access to it is controlled by what's on that hard drive. The Bitcoin never leaves the, the blockchain. Um, so... Uh, yeah, ninety million dollars. He can't he can't convince the local council to let him dig up the landfill. So, so there's a lot of stories like that. But people still they still lose. Um, you know, I heard a story. I think it was on Reddit. A guy who actually had a backup of his um, his wallet and his passwords and and private keys and so on. And only the backup was sitting right next to the computer. And there was a fire. So he lost both of them. Mm. So he lost his money. So. But there are, you know, wow. there are ways around these issues. You don't have to, if you're, if you're managing your data properly, this can't happen. And you go over all of this in your course. Uh, so I guess let's, you know, tell us a little bit about the course and, and how people would be navigating through the course and, and what exactly is offered. Um, well, the website is cryptoofcourse.com. It's a, uh, an eight-hour uh, video course. It's not, uh, it's, you know, it's not webcam uh, in a closet type uh, production. It's professional production. It's eight hours. It's about a hundred videos. Breaks everything down into into little pieces. We're getting great reviews, and we're getting the kind of reviews I hope for, which is people saying, um, even people who worked with cryptocurrency previously, saying uh, this breaks it down into pieces. I can understand it. Uh, I've been trying to understand cryptocurrency and. Everything I hear is just so confusing. So, you know, that's essentially what we're hearing. It breaks it into pieces. Um, I, I go into a lot of different subjects. I, I have a whole section on money. What is money? I kind of shoved that at the end of the course because a lot of people don't understand what money is. And if you don't understand what <laughs> money is, you can't really understand what um, how Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency can have, you know, can have value. Um, but the course explains a bit about the blockchain. It explains how to work with uh, with exchanges, how to work with wallets, how to recover wallets if they've uh, if you've lost them. Um, a really important section is how to protect your data. Talks about hot wallets, cold wallets, you know, brain wallets, hardware wallets, and so on. Um, it's not a course that's going to say these are the big, these are the cryptocurrencies you should be buying. There's plenty of people out there. Uh, you claim to know what you should buy. That's not my role in this game. My role is to explain how it all fits together, how it works. So when you decide to buy, you can do so safely. 
And uh, like mm-hmm. I said, crypto, of course, dot com. I feel like, uh, you know, that's such a, a scammy thing to say. These are the new cryptos that are going to be great. And that's part of the problem when it comes to to people getting in over their heads is that they listen to other people instead of just doing their own research. Well, ultimately, research is listening to other people anyway. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it's difficult. It, it, it's not, like I say, it's not my role to tell you that. There are people, and I think there are probably some people who've been quite successful. One of the things you've got to watch out for, I got a flyer in the mail actually yesterday from uh, an IRA company. I think it was bitcoinira.com. And uh, they sell, uh, you, you can put your independent retirement account into their system. I'm not recommending this, by the way. I discuss, oh, I don't know, I don't discuss it in the course. Um, there's a lesson pending. I was going to create a course on how to invest retirement accounts into cryptocurrency. Uh, there are cheaper ways to do it than using one of these uh, Bitcoin IRA companies. But um, but it was saying, look at the look at how much money these people have made, and they were using examples in 2014. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, if you bought Bitcoin in 2014, it's going to be worth an awful lot of money, and that's historically, I think, um, you know, is that going to repeat? I, I don't think it's going to be going to be repeated, not in the same way. And so you have to be careful. There are people who've made literally billions of dollars from next to nothing. Um, but that's, like I say, it's a, it's a historical anomaly. It's not necessarily going to be repeated. Almost certainly won't be repeated. But still, there are people out there who are doing very well um, in other cryptocurrencies. But on top of that, you've got to watch for the for the scams. There's an awful lot of scams. And I think... You know, ICOs, there's so much talk about ICOs, it's kind of slowed up somewhat. Um, initial coin offerings, when a company creates a token, essentially, it's sort of a form of cryptocurrency. But a lot of these ICOs are, quite frankly, nonsense. Um, mm-hmm. The idea is you're going to create a token in a blockchain. So you create a company. I was talking with a company, I won't name them, but uh, it was, they were in the education space. And they raised $20 million through an ICO. And uh, at that point, they didn't know what to do. They were lost. They had no content. They really didn't know um, what their strategy was. And I went back and read their original white paper. And essentially, it said this. It said, education sucks, but we're gonna fix, uh, we'll fix it using the blockchain. How? They, they didn't say. And I know for a fact they didn't know. But it enabled them to do an ICO. Uh, this was about, I think it was maybe a little over a year ago when things in the ICO market were really hot. Raised $20 million and then they don't know what they're going to do. And that's, I think that's really common. I've seen a couple of white papers uh, from other companies claiming they're going to do ICOs. In one case, I asked uh, somebody deeply involved in the ICO. I said, well, why does this business need the blockchain? And he couldn't answer me. And ultimately, well, eventually he admitted, well, we want to do an ICO. So there are, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of these ICOs have no real foundation. The purpose of the ICO is to launch an ICO and make money. And the technology behind it is secondary. So I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors in the cryptocurrency business, but there's also a lot of money there. And, uh, you know, it's a matter of picking and choosing, I guess, and being careful. You know, it's all, you know, and that's, I think people for some reason forget that is just a normal part of life. It's a normal, it's a normal thing that we have to do in every aspect of life. And for some reason, when it comes to what they think is going to be a get rich quick 
type of thing, they disregard all of that in one yeah. in one yeah. fell swoop, and it's it's like this is just going to keep hurting you if you if you do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Juliet, I'm old enough to have lived through the dot com boom and <laughs> and and the bubble and the burst. Um, I had a dot com myself. I raised four million dollars uh, from one of the world's largest um, DC companies. And so I remember, and this was the mid '90s. Well, actually, it was the late '90s. I was kind of late in, and uh, in fact, we raised our money. We got the money early in 2000, right before the market dropped. But I lived through the dot-com bubble burst, and uh, I, I saw a lot of the nonsense. There was a lot of nonsense then, and there's a lot of nonsense now. And uh, you know, there was a lot of talk in those days about eyeballs. It was all about eyeballs. If you had eyeballs, your company was valuable. And it turned out that wasn't quite true. <laughs> so this is, it really feels today, it really does feel to me like the mid-90s, the same sorts of excitement and the same sort of nonsense. But what happened after the internet bubble burst? It didn't all go away. I think we're still yeah. using the internet every day. Um, so it, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't all disappear, but a lot of it disappears. You know, most of the companies from 1999 no longer exist. But you know, Amazon still does, Yahoo still does, eBay still does. So the infrastructure gets built. Um, it all bursts, and a lot of it collapses. Uh, a significant part of it still stays and then grows from there. Absolutely. So, Peter, if people are, are now excited and scared and <laughs> want to join your course, what is the mm -hmm. you know what's the best way to get involved and how can they follow follow the journey and uh, and start signing up? <clears throat> well, go to cryptoofcourse.com. Uh, you're going to see a welcome mat, one of these little things that drops down, and you click on there and it'll take you to the course page. Um, or if you don't see the welcome ad, I believe in the top right, there's a, uh, a menu item that takes you to information about the course. And there's, you know, one of these long sales pages that explains exactly what's in the course. Uh, I think we even have a sort of table of contents that lists all the, all the information that's included in the course. Right now we're selling it for 99 bucks. We've just started selling. It's kind of an early bird price. Um, but there it is. And, uh, it's all 90 video lessons, 90 or a hundred. Um, a bunch of files, informational files. So. Fantastic. So go to cryptooforce.com. Excellent. And uh, and people can just sign up. It's that easy. Yep, certainly is. Well, Peter, thank you so much for taking the time to join us here on Future Tech Podcast and giving us some really great knowledge about the space and and hopefully uh, some you know pointers on how maybe to conduct ourselves moving forward. Exactly. Be careful out there. But thank you very much, Julia. <laughs> appreciate it. Absolutely. That is Peter Kent. He is a best-selling author and creator of the CryptoOfCourse.com website, where you can get lots of resources uh, to educate yourself about cryptocurrency and the blockchain. Again, the website is CryptoOfCourse.com. This is Angelette Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.